Does the Bible tell the future? Does it have predictive qualities? For obvious reasons, this has become a hot button today, and the book of Daniel is ground zero because of the incredible prophetic accuracy we find in the book of Daniel. Today on Hot Topics, Daniel, prophet or pretender. Hi, this is Robert Furrow, and welcome to Hot Topics. If you're new here, consider subscribing so you can get all of our new videos, and the comment section is open below. We would love to hear from you. Today, we want to take a close look at the book of Daniel, specifically when it was written. There are those that believe that it was written 200 years BC, and there are those that believe it was written 600 years BC. The Bible portrays the book as history, written by a man who lived around 540 BC. And he looks ahead into the future and is able to give incredible accuracy as to the things that will happen. And then by the end of the book, he bounces off and talks about the end times and the Antichrist. It's very powerful. We want to do this by looking at three things. First of all, we'll take a quick look at the book of Daniel as an overview, and that won't take very long. And then we'll look at the languages that it is written in. And that's pretty phenomenal. And finally, we'll take a look at the controversy and how we can be sure that we can trust the prophecy that is here and what that means for you and me. You can divide the book of Daniel into two sections. The first section covers several accounts, things that happen that we learn lessons from, but also have a prophetic quality to them. And then you have the prophecies that come later on in the book. In the middle of the book, there are six accounts that are actually paired together, and they're paired together in kind of a poetic way. Chapters four and five have to do with a rebuke of kings. There's the rebuke of King Nebuchadnezzar, and there's a rebuke of his grandson, Belshazzar. Chapters three and six are deliverance accounts. The children of Israel delivered from the fiery furnace, and Daniel delivered from the lion's den. And chapters two and seven are future accounts. It's accounts that happened, but they have a futuristic quality to them. By the time we get to the last part of the book of Daniel, there are some phenomenal prophecies that are incredibly accurate, and that's why we have the controversy. You would think that if the Bible told the future, that people would be open to what it says, because being able to tell the future breaks natural laws. It is supernatural. But there are people who won't believe anything supernatural. They've come up with their own rules or their own laws. They'll say something like, telling the future is supernatural, and I know supernatural things can't happen, so I can't believe in it. That is circular reasoning. Supernatural things don't happen, so I am not going to believe in anything that is supernatural. And so the Bible is dismissed by many people who also make statements like, extraordinary claims demand extraordinary evidence. The thing is, though, you have to determine the evidence. You have to weigh the evidence, and perhaps it is extraordinary. You're just not receiving it as such. Frank Turek, who is an apologist, will go into schools and talk to students, and sometimes he'll realize that a student is just fighting and will not receive the truth no matter what it is, and so we'll ask him the question, if Christianity were true, would you believe it? So often, maybe more often, the student will say, no, I wouldn't, which is absolutely amazing. If, if anything is true, then I want to believe it. If something is true, I want to believe what it is. If the Bible is true, then I want to believe it. And it really shows a heart of someone who doesn't want to believe 
And when you have a person like that, there's no way that you could convince them. So with an open heart, we want to consider when the book of Daniel was written and if the things were written before they happened, then that's very powerful for us. And would it make any difference if the Bible tells the future and then God said, I'm going to prove to you that I am God by telling the future. Listen to what Isaiah 46, 9 and 10 says. Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things that are not yet done, saying my counsel shall stand and I will do my pleasure. God had said that he is different than anyone else, able to talk about things that haven't happened as if they would already happen. Also, in the New Testament, we're encouraged with prophecy as well. Peter gave an eyewitness testimony of Jesus. But then he said this in 2 Peter 1, 19 and 20. And so we have the prophetic word confirmed. To him, the prophecies of the Bible were confirmed. And we can rely on trusting the scriptures because of that. He goes on to say, so we have the prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place. That's what prophetic passages do. They are a light that shine in the dark place so that we can trust the truth. And then he goes on to say, until the day dawns and the morning star arises in your hearts, knowing this first, that no prophecy of scripture is of private interpretation. For prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were being moved by the Holy Spirit. One day, we'll see things clearly when the morning star dawns on our heart. But until then, we trust in the word of God that is confirmed by the prophecies that we find in it. Now, the book of Daniel was written in two languages. It was written in Hebrew. You have chapter 1 through chapter 2, verse 4. And then you have from chapter 8 to the end of the chapter in Hebrew. But then in the middle, it is written in Aramaic. This has caused people who want to be dismissive of the Bible to simply say, well, that proves that there were multiple authors. One of them obviously wrote in Hebrew and somebody else added in in Aramaic. But that's not what you find when you study the book of Daniel. You find that it is well written and even written in kind of a poetic form. And right when it breaks from Hebrew to Aramaic, there in verse 4 of chapter 2, it says the Chaldeans spoke to Nebuchadnezzar in Aramaic and then it goes into Aramaic for several chapters as it tells these different accounts that happened. Now, for hundreds of years, the book of Daniel has been criticized because of this, and there have been those who have pointed to the Aramaic being from the second century. If it was written in the second century, then all of the things in chapters 10 and 11 would not be prophecy, they would be history. So by moving to an earlier date, they are able to say Daniel was writing things that he already knew instead of as it suggests that it's written in the 6th century about things that are going to happen. But when you study the Aramaic in the book of Daniel, the majority of it is imperial Aramaic. But that is not uncommon with any manuscript as it is copied and passed down through the years. The bulk of the Aramaic and the way that it is written is written by someone who knew and understand imperial Aramaic and that would have been Daniel. There are also Persian words and Greek words in the book. And again, someone will be very dismissive. See, there were Greek words written in the book of Daniel. This is before Alexander the Great conquered the world and brought the Greek language around the world. Therefore, the book of Daniel could not have been written in the 6th century BC. However, when you look at the Greek words, there are three words that speak about instruments. 
like we have piano and violin that come from another language. These were words that were also written by people at the time of Daniel and before Daniel. The Greek language was there and it was being used in different places. It just had not become the official language of the entire world. There were also Persian words that were used. And these Persian words are official government words. And remember that Daniel was in charge in an official role in the Persian Empire. And he would know exactly what these words are. And these words fit exactly what would have taken place from someone who was conducting business in the Persian world. Now, there's one more thing that we should talk about. And that was that years ago, the critics used to look at the book of Daniel and say that it was bad history because it talked about Belshazzar as the last king of the Babylonians. He was captured during Nebuchadnezzar's reign, and then he says that Belshazzar is a son of Nebuchadnezzar. Well, the Greek historians had said that Nebuchadnezzar was the last king of Babylon. And so they said that the Bible was just inaccurate, that the person writing it in the second century just didn't know. But like so many other things, archeology span discovered the Nebuchadnezzar cylinder. And in the Nebuchadnezzar cylinder, it said a couple of things that were pertinent to the book of Daniel. Number one, it said that Nebuchadnezzar had a son by the name of Belshazzar. The Bible said that he was Nebuchadnezzar's son, but he was Nebuchadnezzar's son and then Nebuchadnezzar and then his son. And often in the Bible, it will talk about the fathers being four or five, maybe even six generations above them. In the Nebuchadnezzar cylinder, it also said that he would travel and leave his son in charge. So in other words, Belshazzar was a co-regent together with Nebuchadnezzar. And so on the night it was captured, he said, if anyone can give me this writing that's on the wall, then I'll make him the third most powerful person in the kingdom. Why the third most powerful? Because his father Nebuchadnezzar had him as a co-regent and he could only offer that third position. That's the kind of amazing things that we find when archeology span begins to confirm the scriptures. When we look at the dating of the book of Daniel, there's no reason to give it an early date. All of those things that are brought up, and by the way, more, I've only begun to scratch the surface here. If you wanna do more study on the topic, you certainly can. But a lot of times people aren't honest. They'll talk about the, the Aramaic writings and they'll say that it was dated early and they won't give you all of the information. You have to go and do the research for yourself or find someone you can trust. But in the end, we find that we can trust what the Bible says and that the prophecies that are in the book of Daniel, remember, we had the book of Daniel found in the Dead Sea Scrolls, which date back to the second century. We have the book of Daniel in the Septuagint, which is the Greek copy of the Old Testament, which was, was done in the second century. And it was accepted as canon already. How could it be written around that time and then accepted as canon? The more that you go back and you look at these things, the more you find that you can trust the word of God and that these prophecies in the Bible do well, as Peter said, to shine as a light in the darkness that gives us directions that we can make commitments to God and know that he has the future in his hands and that we can trust our life in him completely. If you've liked this video, click the like button and we'll see you next time on Hot Topics.